What is traditional Chinese medicine? And how can Chinese herbal soups help you heal and boost immunity? Well, we've never talked about this topic on this podcast before, and you know I love a first. So we're sitting down with authors of a best-selling book called Healing Herbal Soups, Genevieve Wong and Rose Chung. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Well, today I'm so excited to meet virtually from California, although most of the time in Austin, Texas. Uh, We have Rose Chung and Genevieve Wong. It's so nice to meet you. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tamika. How are you? Yes, thanks for having us on your show. I'm super interested in learning more about your book, which is Healing Herbal Soups. And let me get this right, your best-selling book. We are now still one of the bestsellers um, list on Amazon in the category of Chinese medicine, soups and stews, and often the Chinese food category. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely interested. This is, I have to say, this is a first for our podcast. We love talking about all things health and wellness, non-traditional medicine, mental health, etc. But we have never talked about anything in um, Chinese medicine. So thank you for joining. And I'm interested in learning much more about that. But first, I want to hear a little bit more about each of your stories, your background, what kind of led you to this path, what you're doing now. So Rose, let's start with you. Well, I actually run uh, several businesses, but I have a passion towards natural healing and traditional Chinese medicine. And many years ago, or almost eight years ago, I found a diabetic formula uh, research in Hong Kong, where it was led by uh, an American, you know, trained um, pharmacist ecologist research you know and the clinical trial turns out to be fairly successful it proves that the formula um, for treating a diabetes type 2 is uh, pretty effective i wouldn't say we cure them but it brings it down to a point where it's manageable and you don't have to take any drugs you know and pills or anything just drinking that it is um, originally a soup but you know, later on, because of practical reasons, we change it to a tea bag type. And later on, because of practical reasons, we change it to a pill form. You know, people don't like to do certain things and you find <laughs> out, but we are not really into selling things. You know, that business to date has been a losing business money-wise, but uh, we donate every month um, a portion of our production and our products to uh, indigent, you know, seniors and associations to help um, those who need it. And we find that very rewarding. Thanks for sharing that. I want to learn a little bit more about Genevieve. And I didn't mention at the beginning of this that you are a mother-daughter duo. So I love that, being very close with my mom as well. Uh, So Genevieve, tell us a little bit more about you. 
Um, well, um, I, I'm a pretty big herby. I study a lot of um, functional herbs, like core herbs that are local herbs, actually. Um, but I first became involved in traditional Chinese medicine, I guess, when I was 13. I had several bouts of bronchitis, and um, I was not getting better, and bronchitis developed into asthma. And so my mom was like, why don't you try traditional Chinese medicine? To be honest with you, at the time, you know, the doctor wasn't that effective. And um, I eventually developed asthma. And it really was controlling my life. Uh, I didn't really know where to turn. So when I was maybe around 25, I started to do traditional Chinese medicine again. And um, I eventually brought my my asthma down to an extremely manageable level. There were six years of my life where I didn't have any asthma attacks at all. Um, and now I would say it's just really manageable. Um, and I've just been, you know, doing Chinese herbs ever since. And during the pandemic, the first year of the pandemic, when we didn't really have much to do, so to speak, I was finally just like, you know what, let's, let's do a recipe book of our favorite healing herbal soups and teach people how to start incorporating Chinese herbs into their diet. Um, so that's what we did. We wrote a book. Okay. So that's how you ended up spending your time when we were all kind of in lockdown during the pandemic. Is that really where this all grew out of? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I normally work as a TV producer. So uh, to be honest, it's not like I would have had time to write a book. Um, and you know, my mom's also super busy with her various business ventures, but I think the pandemic definitely forced us to do something. So it was a good use of time. I wanna learn more. I, if we can start a little bit by giving us a little bit of background about traditional Chinese medicine, um, because I think as Westerners, or I'll speak, I'll speak for myself, I don't have a, a big familiarity as far as what that means. So if you can kind of start there and maybe tell us what is traditional Chinese medicine? Well, you have to separate the traditional Chinese medicine into a few parts, just like Western medicine. There's the prevention stage, the maintenance stage, and the treatment, of course. Well, for treatment means that your problem or your issues have, your health issues have become unmanageable. Then you need to use Chinese or real Chinese herbs like boiling stronger ones, you know. So that you need a traditional help, you know, from a TCM, which is which stands for a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. And the herbs that we cooked for that it's a concoction. It's very bitter and very, it smells bad, <laughs> but that's for treatment, okay? But um, at the prevention and the after uh, treatment maintenance, you can have lighter stuff and it can be tasty. That's why we, we thought we should uh, write it in a book, you know, tell people what to do, you know, um, to uh, preserve their health, you know, to maintain their health, or after treatment, you know, what should they do, you know, to mm -hmm. keep themselves in a healthy uh, stage. Yeah, if you go to, like, for people who've never tried traditional Chinese medicine before, basically, you go to an herbalist, they take your pulse, and they learn 
all sorts of things about you from your pulse and they look at your tongue, for example. They, they know what you're sick with, essentially, based on that. And they come up with a personalized herbal formula that's just for you. And then you go home and boil it. Uh, that those That's, you know, the herbal concoction. And if you need acupuncture, they'll give you acupuncture. If you need cupping, they'll give you cupping. If you need moxibustion, they'll give you moxibustion as well. There's other things that they can do for you on top of giving you the herbs. But um, our book, Healing Herbal Soups, is a collection of Chinese herbal soups that um, they're very general light recipes that everybody can drink. And it's broken down by seasons because your body needs different things for different seasons. And the idea is that you build up your immune system with these soups and you keep it stable so you don't get sick as easier. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, we can definitely preface that with saying, Hey, if you're looking for something custom, you know, the thing would be to go to an herbalist who can actually create a concoction that's personalized for you. But this sounds like it falls more in that preventative or like even maintenance kind of phase of what you were talking about as far as, Hey, we don't want to get to that point of when we're sick, right? Like we want to keep our immune system high. Uh, yeah. And, and also to eat your vegetables and things like that. Yeah. I mean, because these are, they're, they basically taste like I would say bone broth, most of them, but there are veggies there. There's meat there if you want it. And then there's different Chinese herbs. The book also talks about other things to, um, maintain a healthy uh, lifestyle, such as what time to sleep, um, you know, what things you try to prevent to do. For example, I have a whole page on air conditioning, how it affects you and what you should do. Um, then we talk about general eating habits, you know, or some misunderstandings about ginseng or stuff like that, you know, or mm -hmm. green juice that a lot of people just drink and think that, oh, it's good, you know. There are a lot of Asians actually, as well as just people in general worldwide who have an interest in making Chinese herbal soups, but there is that language barrier, like Chinese mm. is not their language, or they speak Chinese, but they don't read it, or or they don't do any of that at all. So it's right. important to us for, for people around the world to be able to, you know, have that picture and to do the show and tell. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up because it, it, it sounds like through this book too, you're making it accessible where it feels like there is a shift, like right in America, we, we have this very Western society as far as traditional medicine and treating symptoms and not necessarily getting to um, the root of the problem or healing ourselves through food and nutrition, um, which I'm definitely personally a big fan of. Um, and, and looking for those types of solutions, it seems like, you know, where you mentioned acupuncture cupping, like, you know, our Western society has kind of like pulled out these different aspects of traditional Chinese medicine and uh, made them accessible. But like also the the herbs are a part of that healing, it sounds like as well. Why do you think people and, you know, I'm just assuming, but maybe people aren't quite gravitating or like leveraging the benefits of um, Chinese herbs as much as maybe some of those other practices? Well, I think if you are exposed to something um, that you're not familiar with foreign, there's also, it's natural to have a kind of uh, distrust in it 
and um, mm -hmm. fear to a certain extent. We thought of all that, you know, and so in our book of herbs, you know, the things we cook, um, not only we have some of the common veggies that you all guys are already, the Western world is already familiar with, we also use a lot of flowers in it. So, you know, flowers, people are not scared of flowers because your idea of flowers is always something very beautiful, right? Right, right. And then we use leaves, you know, like persimmon leaves, you know, you know the persimmon tea, you eat the fruit, you know. The, the distress goes away and your confidence level rises. And you think, oh, I'm eating lily bulbs, I'm eating chrysanthemum flowers. I'm eating uh, persimmon leaves. You feel like you're in a fairy or something. That what you is watch. that picture? What is that picture we're looking at? This is our flower tea. I just want to show it to, to the people. Yeah. So you'll see um, there. there's actually like rosebuds, like roses here, you know? Uh -huh. so there's like a few different types of flowers. So you make a tea like with this or stress. We also introduce a lot of teas because soup is a slightly more cumbersome um, way of cooking. You know, tea is five minutes and everybody is very busy. And a fresh smelling flower tea, you know, seeing the flowers all over makes you want to drink it, you know. Are there easy, fast, or like efficient ways to go about making soups? But yeah, look, the idea of the book is you just throw a bunch of ingredients together with the herbs, and then you put in X amount of cups of water, and you do low heat or whatever it is. Or you can even use, um, I would say, more of a slow cooker, oh. the automatic um, slow pop, cooker. Yeah, yeah, those, and then that's it. You just step away. Keep an eye on the fire. Yeah. But I do want to talk a little bit more about the benefits and some examples that you do have to share around, you know, infusing these herbs into our soups or teas. I know um, uh, Genevieve, you first mentioned the change of seasons. And I think I read in your bio, that's like really when you started incorporating those those soups into your diet to help you ad adapt to the change of season. So can you talk about that or any other examples that you may have as far as like results and benefits you've seen? Right. Here's visuals of our, our spring soups. And we have like a list of spring soups that you can make right here. Um, Mom, do you have a personal favorite? Um, oh, I, I just want to uh, throw in something very simple. We have an artichoke soup with pork and apricot kernels this is an easy one all you have to do if you have a soup automatic soup cooker like i do um you just uh, clean the artichoke you know and uh, throw the whole thing in it you don't even have to cut it out okay throw a few pieces of pork in it if you're a veggie a vegetarian you don't throw the pork you put in fakes you know dried or frozen fakes in it um and then you Throw in your uh, uh, apricot kernels, which doesn't need any processing. And you put your water in and cover it up. And in about one and a half to two hours, you have a fairly light tasting uh, apricot um, artichoke soup. Hmm. And the benefit of that soup is that it helps to clear 
the toxins in your liver, which is very important because, you know, all these things you eat, all the toxin goes ultimately and get accumulated in your liver. So this is a very light, gentle soup, very, it smells fragrant. And you can do it, I would say, within 10 minutes. You know, in springtime, you don't realize it, but the dampness is accumulating in the air because we have a lot of rain, especially in California, okay? And we have fogs in the morning and at night. So when your body collects all that dampness in you, it somehow turns it into mucus and it clogs your meridians, it clogs your uh, organs, you know, it becomes mucus. So this is a great soup in doing detox and some unclogging. Rose, you also mentioned some other examples around, um, I think that you mentioned with the diabetes and like helping to manage those symptoms. Are there examples around, um, you know, what those, I think it was a tea or to a pill, like kind of what you saw um, happen there? Well, my diabetes is patent, but it's actually a very simple formula, which I don't mind to disclose at all, because um, my original intention and to date, you know, I really want to help out and share the information rather than, you know, making any money or whatever. It's made with a Chinese uh, vegetable that's rarely used in the United States. And I grow it in my backyard. Um, the common name for it is chicken poop vine. It sounds terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, the uh, the legitimate name is Pandaria scandens. Okay, it's very hard to pronounce. But they are leaves from the vine. And you just cut it off, you know, the leaves together with the vine, wash it up, and throw it in the soup cooker and with some pork with some uh, barley and uh, you cook a soup with it. It, you know, our research, you know, I did extensive research because we did a huge uh, clinical trial. So we discovered it contains a lot of flavonoids and iridinoids, and those are the ones that change the HbA1c. If you're familiar with diabetes type two, you know, it's actually your HbA1c. A1C that's having problems. And after three months or to six months, you realize your blood sugar comes down. The most important thing is that your HbA1C goes down very rapidly after six months. So we make it into, originally we make it into tea bags. And you just throw it in with hot water. But we realize people are, doesn't even want to do that. So you know, make it into <laughs> a, a herbal pill that you take twice a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. You know, I read about something the other day, which is very interesting, that they realized that even on cancer treatments and all that, the time of the day of treatment affects the effectiveness of the treatment to a certain extent. And this has been talked about in TCM for thousands of years, but you know, nobody really did the a study, you know. So it's very good that finally somebody did something um, to verify what the TCM has, uh, books have been talking, that 
time of the day of taking it is very important because we usually, you know, if you go to a TCM practitioner, they will tell you to take it once in the morning, once in the evening. And there are reasons for that. And that was proven that those are really the best time. Mm. And the effectiveness is affected by the time you take the treatment. So when you drink a soup in the, or a tea in the morning, you drink it at night, that's good too, you know. So that's something to share if um, you want certain things to be more effective. And then I share a story with you about my clinical trial. I find out later on that my best patients are actually the ones that we donate our formula to every month. Okay. I guess people, you know, who are more well off does not know how to appreciate it as much. Whereas if you're given to them for free to take care of them, they cherish that. Okay. I have one patient that has been taking it for about eight to 10 years now, since the clinical trial, yeah. And she is 92 years old now. She does not have any diabetes anymore. And then she told us about three years ago that it helps her on night urination. It cuts down her night urination from three times to one time. So that's a very unexpected result, good result of a mm -hmm. good side effects. But you know, when you hear about that, you know, you're very happy and you feel rewarding because you help somebody's help. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I, and I'd also love to know how you, each of you have personally seen an impact or a positive effect from your herbal soups? How I personally, I was very sick. I'm not a healthy person, okay? And I work a lot. I'm a workaholic, okay? So by the time I'm 40 years old, I got suddenly very sick, okay? And I went to see a lot of people. I just, I don't have a particular sickness, but I just feel um, fatigue all the time. Um, I feel exhausted all the time. I feel dizzy all the time. And I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. So I went to lung specialists. I went to blood specialists. They all say that there's nothing wrong with me, but there's definitely something wrong with me. Right. So until I found a very, very good um, TCM specialist, and his name is Dr. Jiang, I, I have to compliment him because he helped me back on my feet with um, traditional Chinese medicine. And he taught me a lot of things on top of the knowledge I have. I could be talking about all these soups now, but you know, before I was 40 years old, I only have so much time to do it, you know, mm. because I was so busy. And then after that one time, I was sick for a year and a half until I met my miracle wow. dog. So I can't even drive. I have to take a bus because I feel too dizzy all the time. Mm. And one of my girlfriends came from out of town to visit me and say that, and a call of another girlfriend said, you have to come and see Rose, she's going to die. <laughs> I was that bad, okay? And nobody can mm. help me. Um, I'm grateful to my TCM doctor bringing me back to health. My mother actually um, has cancer from uh, many years ago. My mother passed away. Many years ago, she has cancer. And 
And at that time, I was 32 years old, something like that. No, I was 34 years old, something like that. Anyways, um, to make the story short, I don't want her to die. And so I did my best to uh, get to know every TCM doctors, you know, and I'm very lucky. I, I did come across a very special group of TCM doctors because I did charitable work on the side and was helping the UCLA East West Clinic. And so I got to know very unusual doctors, okay? And through them, I know somebody in in China and the oncologist told me my mother only has three more years to live. In the end, she lived 13 years, so she got 10 years more. And it's all because of the TCM uh, concoctions, the herbs. And during those 10 more years, she has quality of life. You know, it's not like she's sick all the time. She gets to travel. She gets to spend time with her friends and she gets to enjoy her life. So I'm very grateful to that. I want to know what what her her doctor said. Well, her oncologist told her, since it's working out so well, continue to do what you're doing. I love that. I love that. And Genevieve, I'd love to hear from you, like the personal impacts in your life you've seen from using the um, herbal soups. Okay, well, uh, we have quite a few. I mean, besides our seasonal recipes, we also have recipes that target specific situations. So um, I think one of my favorites in our book is called the monk fruit water. And this was a recipe that came down uh, from a doctor who was treating uh, politicians in China who were severe, who were just smokers and had really awful lungs. And so he needed something to clean out their lungs. So the monk fruit water has been very beneficial to me during fire season we have fire season in la which mm-hmm. uh not familiar with it it's a time when there are just fires everywhere and so it'll clog up your lungs a lot of people complained and this is before mass people were complaining um and you know people or at least i also needed something to drink to clear out my lungs to help me to breathe during that time so I would say that's a very beneficial. I've actually given the monk fruit recipe to um, a couple of fire departments in the Bay wow. Area in California. Um, there's um, one fire station that has posted our recipe on their refrigerator door <laughs> uh, in the communal room, I think is what you'd call it. And um, I've heard back from from a few of the firemen from that, and they all tell me that it's helped them a lot with wow. uh, their work and their abilities. So um, that's always good to hear. And you can buy it on our website, by the way, the monk fruit. Our website is healingherbalsoups.com and you can buy a lot of our herbs um, there. We package them in a way that it's by soup and by recipe. So you don't have to go to the Chinese pharmacy if you're not by Chinatown. Um, you can just order online. Um, but actually, I think most of the firemen there and those fire departments, because they do have a Chinatown that's pretty big in San Francisco, they actually went and bought the monk fruit. Um, but I've definitely heard positive feedback from that recipe. If you might have also share a very short story. With sure. You. Um, sure. I always try to um, encourage people to make 
persimmon tea, leaves tea. Here's a <laughs> cup of persimmon leaves tea. Um, what happens is that persimmon leaves tea helps to uh, strengthen your blood vessels and also to uh, boost up your platelets, which is a first defense in your immune system, your platelets. And I have a friend that has chemotherapy and his platelets went down so badly that he cannot con continue the um, chemotherapy session. So I end up sending him, I sent him a box of persimmon leaves. He drank it for one month, uh, one week and his platelets went up to normal and he continued the session until the end. I sent him like three or four boxes altogether. But it is something that everybody should be drinking, especially now we have COVID and all that, mm -hmm. it, because it has a lot of flavor noise and it has quercetin that helps to fight these kind of viruses. Mm. What about for the person who might be hesitant and say, I don't know, there's not really, if they feel like there's not a science, like they prefer to go the more traditional medicine route, what would you say to them? I would actually tell them to do the Chinese herbal soups first from our book yeah. before they dive into a TCM practitioner and to do the actual full on decoctions. That's what I would say. You know, for, for I, I have a lot of friends that now email me and for people who have tried the traditional medicine and doesn't work, you know, I hear a lot from a lot of friends, especially nowadays, they say that they went to the doctor and the doctor have the test and they say they are super healthy, but they're not feeling well. Mm. So if you're not feeling well and your doctor say that you're healthy, it's time for you to drink some. Chinese herbal soup, so make some yeah. teas, right, to see if that helps. Even though we do more TCM than Western medicine, but that's us, I think they're very good complements for each other, actually. You can have one without the other. I, I mean, you can't have one without the other, I feel like. You know, I'm, I'm going through perimenopause now, and it does require both, actually. I mean, I, I may get examined by a Western doctor, um, you know, x-rayed, I may get my mammogram as well uh, at the Western doctors, but in terms of like uh, maintenance, yeah, I have to do Chinese herbs. So I always like to kind of wrap things up with a health tip, um, health, wellness, whatever that is for you, something actionable that we can leave the audience with, something that you do maybe every day for your own health and wellness to kind of show up as your best self. Uh, Genevieve, we'll start with you. What would you say that thing is? Um, practices. Um, you know, I do a lot of sound toning. I, I do. There are sounds that you can make to strengthen your organs. So um, I do. I do healing sounds. That's very Chinese. Like those sounds I for your heart, sounds for your lungs, and you just kind of make them over and over again. Okay, so if the audience is interested in trying that out, how can they, you know, is there, like, can we go on YouTube? <laughs> like, what um, can we do? But, you know, the interesting thing about doing healing sounds is you can really, they're like qigong sounds. You can really tell, like, where you are sick um, mm. just based on whether or not you're able to make the sound. Um, so I think that the best place to go 
So uh, there's one in English that I think is great. It's theconsciouslife.com slash six S-I-X dash healings dash sounds dot H-T-M. And on there, there's actually a gentleman who has written up um, how this uh, the six healing sounds work. And he actually yeah. gives like audio samples of how to make different sounds for each organ. So um, I think that, that that's a good re- uh, reference source if you speak English. Yes. Uh, yeah absolutely because I, I may be new. off pitch no, okay no. <laughs> fair enough rose what's something for you that you do every day for your own health and wellness well i my routine now is that i drink goat milk every day and that's very easy to do you know and i eat a special kind of congee cereal which contains a germinated brown rice. You know, germinated brown rice means that that, those are rice ready to sprout into shoots. So it contains an unusual amount of very special vitamins and minerals in it that helps your body. And it's very easy to absorb even by patients in hospitals that doesn't have appetite. Mm. So I've been doing that for two years now and it helps me you know but you can buy germinated brown rice online from some organic stores and all that so i strongly encourage people to try it out and you can make it into a drink a very tasteful drink i have learned so much on this episode let me tell you lastly let me ask you uh genevieve tell us where we can Find the book, learn more about you, connect with you, website, all the things. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can learn more about our book at healingherbalsoups.com. You can buy our book uh, in a lot of countries, actually. US, UK, India, Singapore, down under Australia. Um, we're available on Amazon in America as well as a Barnes and Noble. If you just Google Rose Chung, my mother's name, C-H-E-U-N-G, and Healing Herbal Soups, her name or my name, my name is harder to spell. Um, it'll, you know, our book will just pop right up and the full title is Healing Herbal Soups, Boost Your Immunity and Weather the Seasons with Traditional Chinese Recipes. Um, on, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're at herbal soups if you want to follow us on instagram um we're also on facebook as well we do do monthly blogs and we do do free recipes so um you know feel free to come to our website once a month for that and um yeah we do a lot of tips as well and our readers actually write us a lot believe it or not which is Mm -hmm. always shocking to me um and uh, they share videos with us as well um and we always respond (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well, that's a lot, a lot of resources, a lot of places for people to find you. So we'll make sure to link all of that below in the show notes. so Everyone can find you easily, check you out, find the book. Um, you've given me a lot to digest. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed this. I've learned so much. So this is like opening up a whole new area. Any final thoughts before we go? Uh, Thank you very much for 
having us on the show and i hope that uh, we our sharing of our ideas will help your health and make you have a better lifestyle and be happy and be healthier that's what it's all yeah, about it, it, it's, <laughs> yeah it's and another thing is like you know our soups are very some of the recipes are very common they've been passed down generations among chinese people so if chinese people can do it i think so can you absolutely absolutely great point genevieve rose you both have been totally amazing thank you so much for this conversation and i'm sure i will connect with you again soon thank, thank you, you. I always love learning something new on this podcast when it comes to our health and wellness and the storytellers behind it all. I hope you enjoyed learning just a little bit more about traditional Chinese medicine, as well as how these herbal soups can help boost your immunity and also transition in between the seasons. So make sure you go below, find out more about the book, the authors, all their contact information is below in the show notes. And hey, if you're not already, make sure you're connected with me as well. I don't know why you're not. I'm all the places. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you there and also subscribe on YouTube. You know why? Because we come back with new podcast episodes every other week and I'd hate for you to miss out. So before we see you back in two weeks, because I'll know I'll see you then, stay happy, stay healthy.